Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode. This is a special one because Kemi and I are in the same location. Yes. Um, So if you don't know, I I just saw your lines. But if you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know, Kemi and I live in different locations. Kemi lives in New England. I live in North Carolina. So all of our recordings, we will first of all we record them like mad early. Yeah. Um. So it's December. It's almost New Year's right now. But we're recording this super early. But um, Kemi also is yeah, she's in North <laughs> Carolina. So we thought it'd be really cool to record an episode for you all in person together. But with that came a lot of technical difficulties. Yeah. So we're using the same microphone. Hopefully it sounds okay. And we just, we're just going to say thank you in advance for bearing with us. Yes. Yeah. So we also just wanted to kind of have an episode where I don't squeak my chair. We also wanted to have an episode where we kind of just, I guess, reintroduce ourselves to new listeners that are chiming in or chiming in, listening in, then give you guys a little bit of feedback about what we do as academic advisors. Because obviously the podcast is Your Advisors Will See You Now. And Kiki and I both are academic advisors. She works at a community college. I work at um, a university in New England for graduate students. So a lot of what we do is similar, but also yet different. Mm -hmm. And also it gives you kind of a better understanding for if you're going to college or to a technical school or trading school to understand, okay, what specifically should I be looking to this person for so just give you insight on that too and also let you know about what our day in and day out looks like too exactly yeah so i can start um i think like kimmy said it's really important for you to know like what different departments you're gonna get to college and there's gonna be several different departments kimmy and i happen to work in one of them both academic advisors so what your financial aid counselor does is different than what your academic advisor does is different than what your maybe scholarship coordinator does different than what your professors instructors do there's a lot of layers to college there's a lot of different offices a lot of different just capacities that you are going to experience so we want to share what we do um so that when you get there you don't expect too much from one person yeah yeah we can do a lot and we we are definitely here to serve students and assist but we don't do everything mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a hard reality for people because i know i know for like my day-to-day and i'm sure kemi's the same way like we are kind of like the go-to people for a lot of stuff yeah like more than anybody you may talk to your academic advisor so you you have you as a student are going to be like oh they they can do this and that well they can do that that and that too it's not always the case. So we don't want you to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make advisor. When it's, when it's crunch time, they're like, I can't do that because that's not what I do. Yeah, yeah. I want you to know. But we also do a lot of great things. So um, I guess just like my day-to-day, I always come in. I check um, my emails because I always have a lot of emails. Because I guess I say too. So since like COVID, of course, you know, we were all home last year for... Well, you were too. Mm-hmm. But my, my community college, we were all home last year. So a large portion of our students, or everybody, was virtual. So we basically use a Google Doc, and that's how we intake our students. So fast forward to today, we still have a virtual student list that we pull from. So we pull students from there. We call students, outreach to them. We don't meet them in person, but that's still part of our day-to-day. We have students that walk in 
and want to see you in person. And we also have students that just know you, that they've like been with you for, you know, they've known you for a couple years. So that's like, you're their go-to person. Yeah. And we all, in my, in my job, I'm a, technically a first year advisor. So I work with a lot of first year or first time in college students. So we host or we provide new student advising sessions. So I'm getting students from lots of different entryways. So yeah, I'll start my day checking emails, try to get through much, as much of those I can before I start seeing students off of the virtual list. And that for me consists of, I call students, if they don't answer, I send a very well-crafted email, trying my best to give a student everything they need from me. So like giving them their classes, and giving them their next steps too. Then whatever students come in person, we kind of will take them as they come in. I take lunch, of course. I take lots of walks because I need to get out of my office. I mean, it sounds pretty boring, but yeah, it, it, it can honestly change like every day. Yeah. My, my college is moving towards a new model for how we advise. So if you, can, if you can't tell, we just see students however they come in. In the next few months, we'll have, so Kemi will talk about, like, she has cohorts of students. So she has students that know she is their advisor. We don't have that right now, but we will in a few months. So I'll have a caseload of a couple of hundred students that I'll work with based off of a certain career field. So maybe it's like healthcare, maybe it's social sciences. And that's hopefully going to be a more streamlined process. So maybe we'll do an update on what we do when, when that changes, because I'm interested i'm kind of excited to see how it's all going to work just to make it a little bit more easier for our students but yeah i mean my and I, i'm not giving you a, a day like probably how it'll be when i go back to work next week but my day can be different all the time depending on who's in the office yeah how many students we're seeing if it's peak time that means we're getting a lot of students in one day in one week so it just changes but that's typically what I do. But um, so in terms of like what my role is, and I'll start talking in a second, but I'm helping students with their courses. So if a student comes in, they say, I want to do culinary arts. I help them understand their placement. So like based off of their GPA or test scores, I help them understand their placement into classes. I recommend classes to them. I always ask, do you want to be part-time? Do you want to be full-time? What, you know, you, you, you have to talk about to like what your daily life looks like. So if you work, if you have family, um, be willing to share that with your advisor so you're not taking on five classes because maybe you have a lot going on. So I talk to students about their, you know, not getting too deep, but just asking like what you have going on outside of school to, to ensure that your, you know, course load is manageable for you. So I, you know, I go through the course catalog. A lot of classes I just know because I've been doing this for a few years, but asking students like what do you want to take here's what you can take so my primary role is assigning or recommending courses for students that they can take based on their program of study but i also will direct students to other resources as well you know i do my best to explain how program like what programs are um you know a few months ago we talked about differences in like an associate's degree and transferring so i make sure students understand that difference because they honestly don't always know what we offer, like what they're getting into when they come to a community college. So that's how a conversation would typically go. And I'll be quiet now so Kimmy can talk. No, no worries. Yeah, yeah I think something that kind of um, is consistent with a lot of academic advisors is we're, I feel like we're known for being the catch-all bucket. A lot of students come to us for resources, which is fine because they'll be like, 
you know, I need to talk about my financial aid. I need to talk about scholarships. And it's like, you may come to me. I'm going to say, okay, well, I'm going to reroute you. You're going to actually go here and talk to this person instead. And sometimes it can be a little difficult when someone sends an email that's really stern and they're like, I don't understand why my scholarship was not applied. And they're coming at me a little, little harsh. I'm like, I understand your finances, but I don't deal with money. So I'm going to reroute you this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I feel like no matter what institution you kind of go to, it's either your academic advisor or it can also be known as like a student services advisor. They're going to be that person that will just redirect you to resources. But then there's also a list of prime jobs that we do do, um, prime duties that we do do. So when I did student, I was part of student affairs at my other job, we were... I was meeting with students for like academic probation, helping onboard them and transition after orientation, ensuring that students are meeting their GPA, they're ready to graduate. And um, I was also in charge, like helping out with planning on-campus activities, graduation, printing certificates, sending out transcripts and all that other kind of thing. And now in my role as an academic advisor at a university for graduate students, it can definitely be day to day. Like I think the cool thing about being an academic advisor is, yeah, there are some things that we do all the time, but sometimes you can get some very like some variables that get thrown at you, so it makes the day a little bit different. One variable that I did not like <laughs> at my old job being a student affairs advisor was since I worked at a technical program, students had to get drug tested. So story time, I hated that. Yeah, story time. Oh my goodness, I hated that. And it was, so students, we would have them, random names would get pulled out of a system, and we would do drug testing once every like three or four weeks. Whoa. And so you would either do that, or if there was a report that students were doing like drugs or anything in their dorm, we'd have to be like, oh, we got a notification that someone said that someone was smoking, like marijuana. We have to test everybody in, in the suites. Oh my goodness, we hated doing these. Because you'll, you'll, you can either have a student that's so laid back, or you can have a student say, well, mind you, they do sign off on contracts that they're, mm. they, they acknowledge that they're not going to like participate in any drugs or anything uh, because it was a heavy technician program. Disagree with that, agree with it, well, however you want. They signed off on a contract. They already knew I'm doing my job. But right. most of the time you get students saying, well, I think this one student had the audacity to come at me and say, well, I think that they're picking on certain students. I was like, I, I even forgot his name. I'm going to call him like, Bobby. 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 Yeah. I was like, Bobby, <laughs> I didn't even know who you were before this. And, I was, <laughs> like, and let's be honest, he was in like my batch of students, but he was a straight A student, was like always going to class, everything. Mm-hmm. He got like randomly pulled for a drug test too. So his name got randomly pulled. There was no like reports or anything. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny though, because I pulled like, we pulled four students. They all had to come in, take the test. This one student went for a long walk to get water. <laughs> And he went for a long walk. Mind you, this one student kept on giving me eye contact. Like, you know he ain't coming back. (laughs) I was like, okay, this guy's taking a long time. And lo and behold, his test was positive. Oh, dang. Yeah. And they have to go through this whole process. It was just, whoo. It was just tense because you never know how how anybody's going to react. But anyway, that was like my least favorite thing at my other job. And then now at my job, now as an academic advisor, I do not have to deal with that because it's a technical school. It's not a technical school. It's like regular majors, like Mm -hmm. finance, business analytics, all that jazz. So that's not even part of it. So Mm -hmm. that was great for me. But Mm -hmm. 
but what I do on day to day, what do I do? So we do a lot of, so I have cohorts like Kiki was talking about earlier. So I'm in charge. I overlook four degree programs and one that's kind of in the process of coming about, like maybe in the spring or fall. And a lot of my students are international. So that kind of adds on an extra layer of things in terms of if they're able to do like an internship, when they can do an internship. I lightly understand some of that visa stuff, but I work a lot with the ISSO office. But um, I have a lot of students from everywhere, which is one thing I really do like. It's really cool to see, um, just meet different people from everywhere mm-hmm. and just hear like their stories, their perspective, the food, the culture. It's just pretty bomb. Um, but then also with that, meeting new students, what else do I do? So I still do academic advising. So I'm making sure that you're in line and that you're meeting your GPA requirement. You have some students that don't meet the GPA requirement. Mm-hmm. And then that's the other not fun part of like an academic advising job is I do have to meet with students to go on probation or I have to meet with them to let them go and be academically dismissed. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst part. I hate as academic advisors, we try to meet with them a lot like during the year and try to reach out and try to connect as much as possible. And sometimes I think the worst stories is when you actually have a student that's really, really trying and it's just the major's not a good fit. And then unfortunately you do have to let them go. That's the roughest. Mm-hmm. But then you also, with academic advising, you do get these great stories of these underdog students that mm-hmm. they really were struggling. Like I have one student now, like he was struggling his first semester. And then during that semester, COVID happened, he had to switch online. And it was for like uh, a very quantitative degree. And that's tough, you know. It is. Doing like a mathematic degree that's heavy, not in person. And he um, was struggling the first semester, but now he's just killing it Mm -hmm. and doing so well. And it's just awesome when you like meet with them. You're like, okay, I think you need to connect with your advisor. Well, what's your study habits look like? Um, Let's talk about that. Let's discuss this. Those are, that's another big part of my job as well is like I'll sit down with them and try to get to the nitty gritty of, okay, so what kind of obstacles are happening? What's kind of going on? What do you think is distracting you from doing your work? Like, talk to me about your day. Like, oh, okay, it seems like you are you're you have two jobs. Okay, and you're not, you're not using your time management well. This is what needs to be the priority here. Mm-hmm. But just unpacking those things. And sometimes I feel as though being an academic advisor, I'm like an interpreter between the student and a professor sometimes mm, because, because like they'll say something to me, I'm digesting this story, then they'll say something to me. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this student was actually saying this. And I'm like, well, the professor expects this. So it's <laughs> like, so sometimes I feel like I'm that middleman in, in certain situations and trying to resolve that piece. And I handle a lot of emails of like students coming to campus, like traveling from their home countries and they have like any kind of questions about like where. So there's a lot of those emails. And then the biggest thing I do would be my portion of academic advising. And some people, it depends on where, what university you're in. I do a lot of mapping out the like the course sequencing for students so there's a sequence for how they need to complete these classes and i'm trying to make sure that they understand you need to complete the sequences like this you cannot pick whatever you want to do because i also work with the dean and she's like this is what's available these are how many seats so i'm like we gotta flow with this and I, i will get at least five students out of my like 200 over 200 batch and that's just like 
well, F it, I'm going to do what I want. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, well, great, Johnny. Because you know what? <laughs> Guess what, Johnny, Michael, Macklemore, whatever you are. <laughs> now you need this one class left. And since you're not sequenced for it, you can't sit in there. You have a time conflict. Why didn't you listen to the, the, the info session I had to you, what I told you early, the five emails I sent you? Where you been at? <laughs> so those are the kind of like frustrating things. It's like, I think that's the biggest frustration too. It's like, you guys need to check your emails. You need to check your emails. Like, please, 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 please. Just check your emails. Like we want to, we're, we're here. We want to guide you. We want to help you check emails. Mm-hmm. Or like if I hear a professor reach out to me, like I haven't seen this student in weeks or this student's just doing this. I'm like, okay, if I send an email, I want to see you soon. Like, what if the semester is over at X amount of days? What if I can meet with him right now? Maybe he can turn it around. And then I've had students that are like, oh, I just didn't check my email. I'm like, sir, you are failing this class. <laughs> you didn't check any emails, and now it's time for you to go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and you're like, oh, I'll do better. Sir, it's gone, unfortunately. It's too little too late, yeah. It's too little too late. And I... And then, and I'll yeah, even have some some great um, like coworkers that are professors that have actually done a lot of like reaching out proactively for their students, which I think is really not abnormal for graduate programs, but mm-hmm. at that level for a professor, I think right. they should be like, well, if you made it from undergrad to grad, they really honestly don't have to reach out to you like they that. Don't. No, I really like, don't. No more handholding. Yeah, you know what I mean for a graduate degree, like they don't have to. And there's definitely been situations where. They've reached out to the student. They still didn't contact them back. Then they're like, I still haven't heard from them. Can you kind of try to reach out to them? I'll try to find an old email or some other way to try to connect with them. And we haven't heard from them. And then it's like, finally, if I have like a, a red mark letter and I am like have to have a dean send an email or something like mm-hmm. that, they're like, oh, what's up? I'll meet with you now. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's I can't do nothing for you, bud. <laughs> it's just like, I can't do We were trying to help you yeah. before this happened. So those are kind of... Some of the frustrating situations, but there are still rewarding like times in mm-hmm. academic advising, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. And like what Kemi's saying is, I feel like what, what I'm hearing is like you as a student have to take the initiative. Mm-hmm. And I know you know for it depends on where you are, who you are, but if you're coming out of high school and you're going into a new college environment, or you are a you know a grad student. You have to take the initiative because we work with a lot of students and like we're always going to be there for whoever reaches out to us, whoever needs the help. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. But like you said, checking your email. Yeah. Super important. We don't just like leave you by the wayside. Getting people's names. So if you talk to if you talk to anybody at whatever college you go to, get names because let's say you come into an office. And you're like, well, so-and-so told me to do that. And I'm like, well, who's so-and-so? Well, I don't know. Well, how, it's like. I'll help you, but how yeah. can we go back to the source? Yeah. And not for anything, not to be blamed, like place blame, but to just ask, okay, what was the conversation? So we can make sure we're all on the same page. You have to take the initiative. Uh, I, I know I, I explained that right now. I don't have cohorts of students. So Kemi's, you know, her rapport with her students is a lot different than mine because I might see a student one time and never see them ever again. And that's just me. Like they might come back and see another advisor, even though... I meet with everybody I meet with, I send an email to. And so you have my email, but maybe it's like, I'll talk to somebody else. I'm not, that's fine. I'm not offended by it at all, but it's just like, I will never see a student again sometime. But like I said, we're moving to a cohort. So I'll hopefully have that rapport Mm -hmm. with students, but it can be really difficult when you just like are seeing hundreds of students, like, you know, weekly hundreds of students, like emailing, calling, 
um, seeing them in person. It's just, oh, this is like a lot. So I say like give grace to your advisor, same way that we give grace to you all. You know, when we, when we know you've missed something or didn't read something important, we, we understand, mm -hmm. but we are maybe like stern or a little bit more strict because we're like, okay, well we get, we gave you the tool. Use that tool. Yeah. You have to use that tool. You have to, like I said, go on your, like take responsibility for what we've already given to you. So it can be very hard. You have different, different students, different personalities. I, I work with students that are, can be 17 to 65. Mm -hmm. So then you get different personalities in the way that like a, a student that's older is looking at me like, well, what are you about to do? Right. Right. You know? So it, it's, it just, it just varies every day. But like Kimmy said, it is definitely rewarding. Like I do. So I said, I don't, like a lot of students don't come back to me, but I have ones that come back and see me. Um, and that's really special just to be like, okay, so I have a handful of people that I can like keep up with, keep track of, you know, what you're doing because you come back and see me. And I said, we don't, I'm, not, I'm never offended if you don't want to speak to me or don't come back to see me. But the ones that do, it is like really special. Yeah. Or even a student that's like, oh, if I, I've met you one time, but you're like, thank you so much. This was so helpful. I was just confused. It is rewarding. Like it kind of keeps me in check of like what I do because I'm like, okay, I helped you. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to do for the day. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 And I think something I like that what you mentioned too, is like with academic advising, depending on where you work, like Kiki works like with 17 year olds, to 60 something year olds, yeah. like you were saying, I used to do that in my previous job too. And sometimes in academic advising too, or just like advising in general, and at most capacities of a job has a lot to do with your communication and like how you're listening to a student and how you're going to give them correct feedback too. And, um, and sometimes it's like, when if we are stern with you like I know at my academic advising is like I, I come I have you come into my office if I hear that there's some difficulties and I try to help you sort through this I'm like okay let's try to check in another week or so later if I don't have like a huge amount of work on my thing I'm like check in with me if you have mm -hmm. any other issues and then if I talk with you again and we put a plan in place and it wasn't implemented as an academic advisor, I feel like I'm your mom, I'm your cheerleader, but I'm also, like, I'm, I'm your cheerleader, but as a mom, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to say, well, hey, if you're not putting the, the time here to study and you're on your video games, that's not going to work. If you're studying with movies on, that's not going to work. We already talked about how to be successful here. You need to start applying the tools that are there mm -hmm. because you're not going to get the grade, the grades aren't going to just fall into your lap. So it's like, I feel like I'm like really like cheery, cheery, cheery when you first come into my office. But if we're meeting again and it's like you're not making any strides and it's like you I know you can do better that's mm -hmm. why I feel like a mom like I know you can do better and I want to see you get a good grade I want to see you see, be successful and I don't want people to be in financial debt I don't yeah. mm -hmm. I don't it's too expensive out here it's just too yeah. expensive out here so that's how I kind of feel like our advising model is um with communication then another thing with communication too is or like just conversations with students, like whether it be age or even like different like cultural cultural um, differences as well. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. I, I'm such a head nodder. Mm -hmm. We're doing it right now. Yeah, like we're doing it right now. <laughs> I'm such a head nodder. I like to nod when like, and it shows to me. I'm expressing that I'm I'm listening to you. I'm taking your information in. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes 
you have to realize and sometimes in different cultures or just different ways that people are raised, a head nod means like, oh, you are correct. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You're venting to me about this situation that actually you put yourself into. But I'm trying to show compassion that I'm listening to your message. I'm receiving your message. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in my head, I'm like, stop nodding that head, girl, because <laughs> they're thinking that, oh, she knows that uh, this needs to be fixed. I'm like, oh, oh, no, I hear you. You did get into this, this mess. I'm going to try to help you, but... Uh, be known that you did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a there's a lot of different things to juggle with being, I think, an academic advisor, mm-hmm. talking to different people, different communities, and just the heart of it all is just we want people to be successful. And yeah, it's just a, we are a bucket of just trying to point people into the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I, I was just like, uh, kind of off of that too. We already know Everything you're about to tell us or whatever you're about to say, we have your we have your file. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't do well one semester or you, like you come in my office in November, the semester began in August. I can't see your current grade. We don't ha- we don't have that yet. I don't see your current grades, but so let's say it's after the semester in December and grades are already posted. I can already see that. So whatever you're about to say, just be straight up with us. And that's yes. for any that's for anyone. Like we already see your account. We see your grades. If instructors or anyone has left notes, and that's what that's why I'm kind of excited about like just hearing Kemi talk about that rapport she has with not only students but instructors and professors too. We don't have that yet, so we're we're working towards an early alert system. So if there's a problem, if a student's having a problem in a class, it'll like alert the students' team. So that's awesome. before you even come in, or that's what we're supposed to be doing. But before you even come in, I can already see. So I'm, I'm telling you, it'll be easier for you to just be straight up. Like, yeah. we don't really want your excuses. We just want to help you however we can to move forward. So if we, you know, if you come to us and you're just honest, we can provide you the tools that can help you, whether it's tutoring. Maybe you need to go to counseling. Maybe it's not a crisis, but a counselor can help you. A student counselor can help you with time management, with making a plan. Maybe there's something a little bit deeper that you want to talk about. That's fine. But we're going to help you get to those next resources so that you can be successful the next semester. If you know you didn't have a great semester, don't just don't take the same mentality into the next semester that you had in the previous one. Yeah. Because you're going to do the same. You're going to have the same mistakes. So whether it's coming to talk to your advisor, a counselor, if anybody, that's why that's why it's really important to have somebody at your college, some type of staff or faculty that you can go to. That you're like, man, I messed up this semester. And they'll hopefully know somebody else in a different department, different area. They can be like, oh, I can you know, refer you to so-and-so. They can help you. Like, we'll work together. It's, it's really about having a community around you, even if that's two people, one person. But yeah, the main point is we already know. So it's, it's fine. We, we just want to make sure that we can help you. And like, like Kimmy said, kind of like dig a little bit to be like, okay, well, what happened? What can we do? We're not counselors, so we're not going to, you know, we can't do the counseling like portion, the mental health the no. mental health yeah. portion, right thank you we can't we're not equipped to do that but if we can direct you somewhere we'll do that totally but if you come in and you're not honest with us you're not being honest with yourself it's going to be really hard for your advisor or any other staff to put you on the right pathway so yeah. just be honest and I, I know it's hard that's why i'm saying it's important to build that community at at college too yeah, and I kind of want to echo what you were saying before about being proactive, too. And I, when I think about it now, in high school, 
I feel as up to like the point of when you're a senior, a lot of the stuff is kind of planned out for you for the for the most part for people. I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but to be very proactive, uh, if you if everything has mostly been laid out for you, I. I guess, I guess it is hard to make that transition to understand, like, oh, I have to actually do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because even, not even kids make their own doctor's appointments or dentist appointments in high school or anything like that. So now there is this shift that needs to happen where I need to be proactive in order for, for these next steps, because my parents aren't here, to be successful. So I do understand that that's a different transition, but that's also why we have this podcast, because we see a lot of students that are coming in. We want to make sure that everybody is on the right footing and they're actually in it to win it and they're actually successful and they're not wasting their time or their money. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why we're very passionate about what we do and we want to connect with people before they, while they're in high school or just deciding what their next steps should be to ensure that they're on the right path that's for them. So that's why we're really, really passionate about this mm-hmm. and, and just helping people transition into college for the best. Because we, even though we are in college, we see so many people coming in and we're like, man, like this should have been taught. This should have been spoken about in high school. This should have been, these needs should, and all these lists of things should have been taught before they made such a big decision to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And I think we do kind of write off, like, just pick a college, any college. No, it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't be that way. There should be more of a thought process that goes into it. It's intentional. And it's very intentional. There should be a whole lot of things that should be considered and not just, oh, my goodness, it's senior year. Let me start looking for this and this and just start applying. There's some other things that need to be well thought out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that. that hopefully that's a good overview of what we do we know and it maybe sounds like overwhelming and it absolutely is overwhelming academic advising um i know i honestly didn't use mine in college so i didn't really understand like what it was i just know i I really enjoy like student affairs so i was like oh this is a great step into what i want to do it is overwhelming and you you will have days where you're like man i just want to go home yeah because a student came in here and really made me like this got me upset and so, it's hard not to take things personally but so what would you say was one of your most what would you say, what would you say one is a moment that you could look back on they're like oh man that was not great and that or a moment that you're like oh man i really do love so then like a kind of a low yeah what's your rose and your thorn yeah but it, it's like happening the same day but i mean things like especially when parents come not saying don't bring your parents but you are the student but we're really kind of a, a, a day that i can remember a student had already talked to another advisor like that morning, virtually, on the phone. And I know this advisor because she works across the hall from me. So I listened to her talk. I know how thorough she is. Like I talk really, really fast, but she like slows down. She yeah. breaks it down. She puts it in like layman's terms. So I didn't hear her talk to that student, but I know I was like, oh, you talked to so-and-so? You should be fine. But the student came in person like a couple hours later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's weird. You just talked to so-and-so, but let me go see what you need. But it was just a conversation. And I don't, again, I didn't hear what they talked about, but I know this advisor. It was just like, it, it really just upset me a little bit because the student was acting like she didn't know, like no one ever told her anything. Yeah. And it was really making me like, you're blaming us. Yeah. But you've been here for a minute. So it's like, why don't you already know these things? Yeah. Um, and you can't, you can't come in there acting like no one's ever told you this. 
because it's readily available to you. Like a website may have a lot of information, but whatever questions you have, it's there. But you also have to ask the questions. So if you if you sit on the phone with a person for half an hour and they ask you at the end, is that clear? You say yes, but it's not. Then you did yourself a disservice because mm-hmm. we just explained everything to you. So I mean, I just I was sitting in there like, and maybe just having a rough day. My blood was like boiling. Yeah, because I was like, how are you sitting here and just like acting yeah. like she didn't explain this to you? Because we also we also I mean, it's like something else. Um, we put notes in our system, so. If someone's talking, if someone's talking to somebody prior, I can go in the notes and be like, "Oh, okay, this is what so and so told them," and I trust that because I know this person. That's my colleague. I miss that so much. Yeah, we had that at my old job. I miss that mm-hmm. so much. It, it helps. It helps like a it whole lot. Does. Um, but I was sitting there like, wow. And so I really try to like center myself because I know the way I want to say it, it's gonna come out me sounding frustrated, but. I had, to like, I had to like calm down. It may seem like, why is she getting upset about that? But when you have to repeat yourself like all the time, repeating yourself for me is really a struggle. And like not repeating myself like, oh, I'm seeing this student and this student telling them this thing, then that thing. It's more like when you know someone has been here for a minute and these are things that they should know, that's when I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. You just, you just kind of drop the ball on yourself. But so that's one situation that was, you know, that just made me like really frustrated. Yeah. But other ones, like, I don't know, I had a student before we went on break. I think he had like simple questions, but he was just like, it was just so sweet. He's from another country as well. Mm-hmm. And I think he was maybe having a hard time understanding like just something, you know, it's, it's different when you come to college and you come from another country. Totally. But he gave me a hug at the end. And I was like, thank Aww. you. I was like, thank you. I was like, what you, like you know, and people don't like to hug during COVID. I'm like, just hug me. I like, <laughs> I like hugs. Like. You know, I trust I trust the person, but he gave me a hug and I thought it was really sweet because that also just showed like him. That just showed me like, okay, I helped him. He got what he needed. He seen me as a resource, and it's it's just like what we do is we want to be needed in a way. Um, so it was like, oh, that was sweet. But I feel like that was after just a really like long week of trying to wrap things up before we go on break. So you know, things like that. Every student is just like, thank you. Like I said before, thank you so much. Or if I get an email and they're like, thank you, that made my day. Or if, I, if I've written a long email and they're like, just appreciative for all the information, things like that, you know, put into perspective. Or even I had an older student a few weeks ago um, who we talked for like a long time, like a long time. I was, and I'll be honest, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go now. We talked for like over an hour probably. Oh, wow. And that's not like, normally my, I meet with students, it's like half an hour, if that. But... It was sweet though. Like he he was sharing. Like he was probably in his sixties, but he was sharing like his time at the college before he he got into degrees there before. But he was just like, yeah, we learned this and this. And he's like, I met so many people. It was just like really sweet to hear. I think he's wanted somebody to like you know somebody talk to talk to. Um, so I also I do try my best to just like listen because you don't know like who who's coming in. Maybe they've had a bad day. You just you just yes. never know with your students or anybody in general. So I was just like, well, I'm just gonna listen to this gentleman and we had a great conversation and i really just appreciated like him like his transparency his willingness to talk to me so you know I'm, it's it's things like that that i'm like wow this is why i do this and it puts it in perspective because <laughs> there's a lot of students that will frustrate you but there's so many more that will be like just chill lay back 
and like really appreciative of yeah. what you do. So that's for anybody that wants to be an advisor or yes. is an advisor. What, yes. about you? what about you, Kimmy? It's always, and I always say, it's always the squeaky wheels that get the most attention. And it's mm-hmm. like, because you, you do have a much more, the majority of your caseload is great students mm-hmm. or I, or those kind of students that they just do well, they sail on. You don't really even come in contact with them because they just have it going on. Right. And mm-hmm. I was kind of that student too when I was in like, um, when I was in grad school, I was like, I'm working. I got my grades in check. I don't really need to say I had this though, but I don't mind those students either, but it's just kind of like, oh man, you're great. I just don't, I'm not able to have a connection because you don't come in, but yeah, I, I get sure. it because mm-hmm. you don't need to. You're good. Yeah. Um, it was a rose and a thorn. Oh, there was, um, when I used to do like drug testing, uh, I kind of like had a moment where I was like a question humanity moment because this one dorm they were like smoking then someone like told we had to basically test the whole suite this one kid comes into the office with um me and my other co-worker and we're like oh you have to do a drug test and he goes oh i already know it's gonna be positive and we're like uh <laughs> we're like well honestly you're like it might even be better for you just depending on how many days it was you could honestly take it it might not even show up if it was like we we're just saying i'm not gonna be like well fine then i'm like I don't really want you guys to get in trouble. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. we don't, we don't, some of the students are like, we think y'all want us in trouble. It's like, honey, I do not get no bonuses. This gives me more stress than anything. <laughs> like, if it was a bonus, I'd say keep that bonus. Right. But anyway, this student was yucking it up in the office with us, like, chilling, signing off on his, like, paperwork because he had to, like, not come to class for the rest of that, that span. And then he was, like, mad chill. The next day, we get a phone call. He goes all the way back home, which he didn't even have to. Like, honestly, you, I think, like, due to the FERPA, we didn't even have to call his parents because he mm-hmm. had, like, his FERPA was signed off and stuff like that. I think it was. But then, like, his mom calls and he's like, oh, my son told me that you guys forced him in the office and that he said he tried to call me and that you guys wouldn't let him use the phone. It was like, uh what and then he was like well he told me that he was like drinking instead and that y'all try to breathalyze him but he wasn't smoking i was like whoa and i'm like this kid's <laughs> lies are not even good i'm like you're under the age of 21 why would you even make up another lie right. like whoa and then his parents came all the way to, they drove all the way up from i'm not gonna give specific labels they sat down in the office like me and the other advisor were like he did not say that like what would we, what kind, what do I get out of getting a student in trouble? Mm-hmm, exactly. And then the one thing that um, our higher up was in the meeting too, which I just was just so thankful that he said that. He was like, oh, so he said that the advisors wouldn't let him make any phone calls or anything. She was like, yeah, he said that they locked him in the office and they wouldn't let him call. He goes, okay. So he drove all the way home. This was like maybe four hours to where he originally lived, went mm-hmm. back home. And he didn't call you when he got out the office? No. He told you guys later that night, uh, oh, okay. So don't you think if he, he would have called you once right. he got out? Facts. Exactly. But the deed was already done. Mm-hmm. They made, they, he ends up leaving and all this stuff like that. I was like, wow, kid. Like, and when he was in the office with his parents, he was like, no, you guys hit. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh, I literally, I couldn't even get to I said, are you serious? I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, wow. Like, this is some bummy stuff, yeah. man. And I'm like, you know what? I had to really pray to God about that mm-hmm. one. Because I was like, people out here living like that, mm-hmm. straight up lying like that. Yeah. 
But who knows where that guy is? Good luck to you. Right, good luck. Good luck, because that's not a way to live. That's all I could say. But that was a really, really tough one. Definitely had to pray on that. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I think like the pros that I've had in my job are just seeing like I love seeing like underdogs like just defeat the odds and get good grades, and they just like especially like um, I've had a lot of students in my other job where English was not there, well, even my job now, actually, still. Mm-hmm. Um, so both jobs, I've had students where English was not their first language, and they're doing a lot of this material mm-hmm. where you need to understand English, yeah. and they're just killing it with their grades. They're still showing up mm-hmm. on time, and I know that they have challenges at home when they have kids, and they're just slaying yeah. the stinking game. And I'm just like... And even, I think, another one of my students that, um, at my other job that stood out a lot, he was like a, um, he was a certified, I forgot the word, like helper for his sister. His sister had some kind of like ailment. Oh, a caretaker. Like a caretaker. And he was still coming, showing mm-hmm. up to class on time. The happiest sweetheart kid I've met in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my goodness, may God bless you. Because, and he could have, he could, he didn't have to do as well as he didn't have to have such a positive personality right, yeah, he was sure. he was so nice to everybody like there was so many and it's it really put like in my mind too because you'll have some students that wander into your office that mm-hmm. have no obstacles whatsoever they're just like i don't want to be here or i don't know why i have to be here on time <laughs> and i'm just like i have so many other students that are breaking their backs some students taking three buses right. to get here yeah, multiple jobs multiple jobs with kids yeah. at home and i don't hear not a peep from them when they should say something right. you know Absolutely. what i mean and i'm just like wow like you just see the grit that's in people and sometimes and i feel like in higher ed you might know this too it's like we're always like how do we instill that motivation how do we instill that grit and i feel like we can do that to an extent as academic advisors, but honestly, it's just like that saying, and I always say it, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we can give you the tools, but if you don't pick it up, then it's like, I unfortunately, as much as I want to help you, right. you're getting in the way of yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I've kind of seen things all around, but it's definitely the students that go on and like they put so much effort into like overcoming like their obstacles i'm just like oh my goodness you guys are my role models like, yeah, sure. and even just students like internationally coming to another country mm-hmm. um learning a whole different language and our academics are not the same as other academics um it's like or even like learning apa citations they're tackling on that kind of stuff they're literally learning just a different culture in general and you came here by yourself and you're taking classes, like, I will go on a trip, <laughs> but sitting in a class, yeah. I would be so, uh, I'd be so nervous, yeah. especially if I didn't speak the the language, like, I w- wasn't, like, grown in that language, mm-hmm. so, so much respect, mm-hmm. respect. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree with that, because yeah, we, we have international students, too, or international students, like you said, students that just have a lot of responsibilities, but still come and kill the game, it's, it really is inspiring, um yeah but i think i mean i think you have a great team too like working with like having great managers Mm -hmm. having a great team like around you yeah as an advisor just like you know your department i have a great department i know kimmy talked about her team as well so that really helps a lot but yeah hopefully this was helpful so like if you're a student and you're trying to go maybe we'll go deeper into like one day we'll do an episode about like 
maybe questions to ask when you go see your advisor. This has been yeah. up already. But um, yeah, I mean, if you want to be an advisor, hopefully that's given you like a little bit of a snapshot. Hopefully we haven't scared you. <laughs> I promise you, like we promise you, it's a great it career. Is. It's a great step in the door if you want to do something in higher education later. Or just like building, we always talk about like transferable skills, even just building skills because we have customer service skills. We have problem solving skills. Yes. Critical thinking. Conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. Um, being being able to control your temper. You know, things, <laughs> things like patience that. Patience yeah, and patience, peace. Right, yeah. exactly. Because um, people will come at you and have that a lot and I'll just go get my boss and I'll be like, can you talk to them? Because she don't play. So um, I don't play either, but sometimes they don't want to talk to me. So I'd be like, um, can, you come, can you come help me, please? So, yes, if you have questions and maybe for, like, for next year, I don't know. We haven't like, talked about like goals for next year, but we would love like more interaction. So Kemi and I are going to work on, well, again, it's coming out later next year, but we're going to work on just more engagement throughout the year because we want to hear from you all. We want to know who's listening to us because we have a lot of listeners like from the east coast yeah we do we think they're our friends thanks y'all but we have people like germany puerto rico yeah like who are y'all yeah we want to know who you are (laughs) thank you to everybody that listens so and just tagging on to engagement too we would love to start a segment where we hear some of your college stories whether it be from your olden days when you were in college or your current college student we would love to read some of those and just share those of course they'll be anonymous so you can put an anonymous name on there we would love to share those too just to kind of have a good community going exactly yeah so yeah thanks everybody for listening to our first episode hopefully there'll be more but it's our first time doing it together in person yeah i know so this was together fun. yeah this was fun this was but i'm not looking at you at a zoom screen i know exactly which is annoying i know but we hope the sound was is bearable and mm-hmm. we appreciate you all see you in the next one Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also, show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.